Before we get started today, I just want to take a moment to thank one of the main sponsors of this podcast, Town Square Brewing. From crisp summer lagers to non-alcoholic options, I know the second release of the Nowhere Fast Keller Pilsner we worked on together last year is back in stores now, so be sure to look for that wherever you usually find your craft beers. If your favorite liquor store doesn't have Town Square in their cooler, you should ask them why they don't. 18 plus, of course. Please drink responsibly. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Thank you for doing this. I know it, it took a bit to uh, get us both together to be able to record this, but I'm super excited. I I was telling you before I hit record that I was telling my girlfriend since the last time I had seen you, you had become a, a mom. And then just the other day, like in between actually confirming the time to now, you've released photos that you're expecting again. So congrats. (laughs) Thank you, Wes. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, um, you kind of forget everything about the first pregnancy and, like, the first labor just because, like, so... I don't, they're not like necessarily like I don't know the labor itself is traumatic and the first few months are like awful so you kind of forget about all that in order to like you know want to procreate again and so yeah now I'm just kind of remembering what I'm doing to myself and I'm like oh shit <laughs> it seems like I I see people like becoming a, a parent for the first time and then kind of voluntarily doing it again like soon like because i don't know i guess there's the logic you've done it once and you kind of it's like soon enough that you remember how to do it all so you might as well just do it again like was that what you were thinking or is there no plan (laughs) so for me like my son is two and a few months so the plan was to you know have another kid around three years old so he would be a little more aware and have uh, a little more uh, like a better understanding of what's going on Um, so that was the idea but in terms of like remembering everything like it's funny because we were in Canmore recently and my cousin has a six-month-old baby and I was just like oh my god I forgot how much work it is (laughs) and like six months isn't even bad like the worst part of the newborn months but like I just I was, yeah I was like baffled almost so yeah I think you kind of need to forget a little bit in order to to make the decision to go through with it um otherwise yeah I don't know I don't it's it's crazy having kids is hard <laughs> yeah it like um, a few of my like close friends have done it recently and it, it's really it's cool and it's inspiring but then I always remember that I'm only seeing like one very tiny portion of it. Like I'm not with them when they're trying to get the the baby to eat or they're trying to get the baby to go to bed or nap Mm -hmm. or whatever. I'm just there kind of at Rosewood having coffee with them and the baby. So to me. You like to enjoy the fun parts, which is the nice thing about, you know, having well, I mean, hopefully the nice thing about having friends with kids is like you can see, hopefully, <laughs> you know, the kids when they're 
in a better mood and they're not tantruming but you know like yeah I don't know kids they're not robots you know they feel things they have hard times but yeah it's uh you you make a good point about that <laughs> for sure is it like does it, it must completely alter the way you like do campaigns and stuff for people right mm -hmm. like do you do you ever find yourself like getting jobs as like being pregnant because people want that as part of the narrative and part of the imagery or do you oh, yeah. kind of like take a break do like mother's day like if you're pregnant around mother's day like <laughs> there's definitely like some you know a lot of people reaching out around then um and even like when you're not pregnant as a mom there's always opportunities because brands want to cash in on that right. on the other side of things like becoming a mom has made me really think about my online persona not necessarily persona but just the way I present myself like Jacob's eventually going to be of an age where he can google things and like do I want to be a mom with an internet persona who like who will get him made fun of by his friends or like you know so there's just a lot of I think a lot of reflecting for me like who I want to be do I still want to be on the internet or I don't know like it's it's, it's really like fucks with my head sometimes <laughs> it's um, like but, a good <laughs> thing to think about for sure because I'm assuming there are other people in similar situations who aren't putting any like thought into where they go from here and and I could see that like you know eventually kind of collapsing on itself so it, it's good that you thought about it the first time and really like use that to kind of inform decisions going forward I I did notice and it, it was something I wanted to talk about I've noticed you being more like I don't even know how I describe it maybe like more intentful like I hmm. see you posting a bit less frequently than maybe like prior but it's like mm -hmm. each post is almost like hitting harder is is there a logic <laughs> to that oh you're so kind because I do not think about that at all but <laughs> you're so kind with um like okay honestly for this pregnancy I've been really lazy like I don't know I've been sleeping a lot and I've just been feeling super lazy so I think that really plays into just not posting a lot um but like going back to yeah just like like the, if you looked at my camera right now all the pictures are of my son you know and it's like I'm not really taking photos anymore for content like I don't want my son to grow up as content I don't want him to grow up on the internet have people speculate about his life or just like I don't know it's just weird right like would you like I don't think a lot of people would want to be kids growing up on the internet considering the profound effects that social media has on body image and whatnot so um I've always tried to be really respectful about that like he can't consent yet to posting his own image like, I want him to be able to determine what to do with his own digital footprint um, and you know as I do share photos with like friends and family like my parents have or my mom has like a private Instagram account that she'll share photos of my aunt will um, and so like you know that doesn't really bother me too much um, I think like you know everything kind of in moderation but because I 
tend to, well, I do have a larger social media following than my aunt and my mom. I do want to be like more respectful of that and just, you know, keep him safe from like digital predators, uh, facial recognition technology. Like there's just, I don't know, it's, you kind of go down into this rabbit hole at some point. And I, you know what, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's funny that not funny interesting because that isn't really like i had made notes of a couple things that i would like to to ask you about and that wasn't really one of them but as you're explaining it it kind of is becoming something that i realized i should have asked about because you have some (laughs) like answers locked obviously i uh like when or i guess have people kind of come sniffing around like knowing that you're pregnant do people like who are maybe in it for a bit of the wrong reasons like approach you about using photos of a child like in like in exactly the opposite of ways like what you're trying to save him from have people kind of asked you to like use him in campaigns and stuff Mm -hmm. you know i'm like so I actually took photos with Jacob for um, the kit in Paris when he was like nine months. And I was like, oh, this is such a cool opportunity. Um, and he was great. Eric was on set. He slept most of the time. I was like, I don't necessarily think this is child abuse because I'm not like forcing him to take the same photo over and over again. And like, I don't know. He was fine. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I really just don't think people care about me that much, which is totally fine by me. Like, you know, the less the better just because you know when you have people who are so interested in someone's life it can become really toxic and just you know overall terrible for both the creator and the stan if you will um so yeah like nobody's really cared which is cool um in terms of campaigns like i'm i think i've positioned myself in the sense that i don't i'm not necessarily a mommy blogger um so i don't like profit off of content of being a mom like I have posted uh like you know like my skincare routine since becoming a mom you know like my hair care and stuff but it's like I'm not advertising baby specific things because I just haven't positioned myself to be one of those influencers so yeah and I haven't really had that problem which is nice <laughs> and I mean that's good too to find a way to like kind of use it to your advantage a bit like you know maybe to like reach different markets and stuff but yeah you're not I mean the child actually isn't really even a part of this like imagery like I I know the videos you're talking about it's like being a mom is a part of it but the actual like who you're a mom of never enters yeah that's a good way to put it actually um because you know yeah like as you know like just becoming a mom is like it was really hard at first it really fucked with my like sense of self when I first became a mom and it was just like this whole thing but yeah like I don't want like as much as it is like my personality or not necessarily my personality as much as it is a huge part of my identity like I don't want my son to have to uh I guess bear the consequences I guess of being a part of this like weird social media industry we have around mommy bloggers and children 
and unpaid exploitation of <laughs> kids, I guess. So, yeah. You were uh, like mentioning the way you've sort of changed the way you think about things since becoming a mom. I guess my question is like, you've been doing this for, for a long time. You're like, the reason I was so excited about this interview is because I'm like personally really interested in like inter like influencers and like people who you know have a lot of followers and stuff and I would would personally say I think you might be the only one in the city that I would not like I mean I don't want to say anything bad about other people it's just like when I think of anyone from here doing like in the lane that you're in, you've done it like so much greater, I think, than a lot of people, right? So if I was to talk to one person who could like shed some light on this from here, it would definitely be you because of like your longevity and just like personal brand and everything I think is like pretty dialed in. But since you've been at this for so long, have you completely change the way you see this industry like multiple mm-hmm. times like I assume this isn't the first like kind of restructuring and like reanalyzing mm-hmm. everything first of all thank you so much for all those kind words Wes you're really floating my boat here I'm gonna have a huge head after this but um yeah like I think because I started my fashion blog back when fashion blogging was a thing back in 2011 and there was actually quite an established community of like Edmonton fashion bloggers at the time so it was like quite intimidating like just (laughs) getting to know them but anyways they're all lovely women um so I've been kind of in this weird realm of like the internet since 2011 um and yeah like it's you know I've definitely changed like as I've grown up um, the way that I perceive myself on social media has really changed. Um, You know, there's definitely been times where uh, numbers really like I believed my numbers reflected my like sense of value or myself, my value of self, I guess. Um, And, you know, probably around. I don't know, maybe five years ago, maybe less, you know, you just start, stop giving a fuck, you know, like if, if it grows, it grows cool. But if it doesn't like, I don't know, it's just like, like, cause for me, social media has never been my full-time job. So I think that really helped in not letting it define who I am. Like, it's always just been like, you know, it's cool. It gives me cool opportunities. If it opens doors to new jobs or whatever, like I'll take them as long as they more or less align with my values but like it's not the end all be all for me so like I don't know you just stop giving a fuck I guess (laughs) that's like the most important thing um that I've learned and yeah (laughs) well like in the beginning um it was it more of a full-time thing for you like the Chauvinian classics came around like after your Mm -hmm. initial influencing Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. how are you like, was there a time when you were thinking it was going to be a full-time thing? Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, it's never been full-time because when I started it, I was in university. And then when I kept continuing, like, I was still working. Um, I did some work doing, like, uh, research as a summer student for a lab. And I was also working for Anna at Kubutik back when Kubutik was um, 
downtown. Uh, so, you know, I never really thought, counted it as like my full-time gig or just like wanted to pursue it fully. Like even now where I'm like, oh, like we have two kids almost like, what are we going to do? Like, I still want to do photography. I still want to do all these things, but, um, and I've considered maybe like trying to do social media more, if not efficiently, but just like to have like a manager and an agency that are actually, I don't know, push for me to get certain jobs. But then I'm like, no, like that doesn't really mesh with me because I've already like created all these relationships with different PR agencies. So I don't know. It's, it's I kind of go back and forth, but you know, I don't think I'll ever push it full as my full gig or like my only gig. I don't know. Like I just don't think it's healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I I mean obviously I'm just like kind of regurgitating what I've heard. I've I do okay online nothing nothing compared to like what you've done but it seems like everyone I talk to that has a larger following the people who seem to have a good head on their shoulders say the same sort of things you were saying like it's not it's not you know it's idolized by a lot of people but it's not as healthy as it seems mm-hmm. like, you know to really go for it takes like a ton of effort like you were saying like managers and I hear people constantly talk about this type of stuff as if it's like the easiest thing in the world like people are like oh just make a TikTok and dance like you'll yeah. blow up <laughs> but it's like it's like it doesn't work that way at all like maybe like three people in the history of the world have just blown up like that but even like huge creators that I look at now I remember like seeing these people's videos when they got like 10 views like you know they didn't just Mm -hmm. come out of nowhere they had to work until it, Mm -hmm. it hit a certain level but yeah it's it's nice that you uh you're kind of aware of what it could be, but also like wary of like diving in the deep end because of how like mm-hmm. all the other complications. What I mean, you just see how like sorry, you just see how miserable like so many of those like really famous TikTokers and Instagram yeah uh, influencers are, and just like how like unhinged they become, and you just like you just know it's fucked up. But I do have to say before we move on, West, like I have to give you credit. You say like doing okay on social media, but I think that you've managed to create a really awesome community of local people who are just like really passionate about the same things you are. So um, as much as you, you know, can say nice things about me, I really have to say that like you did such an amazing job with that, um, with Nowhere Fast and with just like creating such a cool group of Edmontonians that I didn't even know existed. So, you know, kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, I I mean, thank you. I I had no idea they existed either. Right. And I <laughs> like I I know like what you're getting at. And yeah, all these people, I never never imagined they could all like come together. And I am like mm-hmm. very uh, like proud and grateful of the like yeah, for sure. of these people. But uh what what was the first platform you started mm-hmm. on? Like, was it Blogspot? <laughs> Dude, it's like, you know, so it's it was called Lookbook. Do you know what that is? Yeah, like, I've, I know, like, the bare, bare minimum. I yes. know it existed. 
Okay. So it's essentially this platform where you take, you like post pictures of your outfit and like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like, you can like, like it and then keep scrolling to see other outfits. And anyways, yeah, it was like very like 2000, like mid 2010 fashion, like, you know, kind of like those like crazy, like platform, Jeffrey Campbell platform, Lita (laughs) heeled booties and like high-waisted mini skirts and I don't know it's oh my god thinking about it is funny but um yeah lookbook was like when I where I first started posting outfits and then eventually um I had like some kind of knowledge of html and I was like oh like we should just I should just do a fashion blog and at the time I was doing it with my cousin so we had been doing lookbook for a bit and then we did a fashion blog so um yeah that's the first platforms <laughs> what like do you remember because like clearly you would have been into clothing and stuff before Mm -hmm. you started posting it all so Mm -hmm. do you like remember the the day or the week or month whatever like when you decided you were gonna this is what you were gonna like Mm -hmm. attempt to do because to me it seemed like now everything is like the info is out there right kids kind of know like oh we can like you know wear these outfits and put photos Mm -hmm. on various parts Mm -hmm. but this was so new when you started so like what Mm -hmm. made you decide to do it and really like how did you even conceive that it could be done like where like were there a lot of people doing it before you did Mm -hmm. it were you part of like kind of first gen I mean, there there was quite a, like, fashion blogging was a thing before I started. So um, I would just, like, kind of, like, look at these blogs. Um, I think the interesting about it back then was that there was more of a barrier to entry. Like, you needed to, like, have a, like, because phone cameras were, like, not a thing, right? So you needed to have a camera and you needed to be able to, like, I don't know, you didn't have to edit your photos, but obviously that would help. Um, if you wanted to do a fashion blog, you probably needed to learn how to code or, like, you needed to be able to pay someone to, like, make you a website. So um, it's not quite as simple. Like, TikTok, everything is in the app, right? You can do everything within the app. So it really removes all of that effort. Um, but in terms of, like, when I decided to do it, I think... Like my interest in fashion really began in high school, not to say I was like very fashionable high school student, but I definitely uh, started then um, I, you know, in some sense started to learn that like how I chose to clothe myself changed people's perceptions of me Um, or just like not necessarily well I mean in high school I was insecure so I probably did care about that but you know it really like your clothing is how you choose your clothes is how you choose to portray yourself to the world right. and so my interest started in high school, but when I was in university, I was like really bored. So I was kind of looking for that creative outlet. Um, and so that's when, yeah, my cousin and I, we like, we're like, oh, I have a camera, like we can do this, we can take some photos. And it was a really great way to just like experiment with clothes that I probably make probably wouldn't have worn to like the university campus you know like it was really awesome way to just kind of experiment and see what worked what didn't work um and I think it was a really like important time uh in those formative years of mine to just figure out yeah like what clothes screamed Alyssa and what didn't (laughs) so how did you know back then like you just talked about like maybe getting a manager and a team. So you've been kind of doing this 
like independently mm-hmm. the whole time. How did you first figure out like how to negotiate brand mm-hmm. deals and like how did you even like that like calculate your like value at that time? You know what? It's like all trial and error, and I think it's still a lot of trial and error because it's just it's such like the influencer economy is not very well talked about so there aren't like you know there's no guidelines to tell you like how much you should charge for like this many I don't know followers this much engagement etc so it was all trial and error like I definitely took a lot of free you know unpaid work just to like get my foot in the door just because I wanted to get like clothing um and so I went through a lot of that like it was really through just talking with friends, other influencers, um, other people who are definitely more business savvy than me, where I got to learn more about like my worth and how to negotiate that. And even still, like I'm not, I don't, I'm not a fan of negotiating. Like I, I will consult with Eric since he's a bit more um, business minded in that sense. But even then, like, you know, it's it's still difficult to figure out because every project is different. Um, every, you know, client has different wants and needs. So yeah, it's it's still it's still a work in progress. <laughs> Have you ever thought of uh, instead of maybe you seeking out like management, like have you thought of being a manager for people who need it, like new generations? Dude, I literally told a friend to go be a manager because she's so good at negotiating these things, and like I think I would be terrible. <laughs> but um, because I'm just not like aggressive enough like every time I don't know I feel like clients always accept my rates right away and I'm like frig like should I have offered like should I have asked for more like I just yeah I don't think I like have a very good sense of valuing myself yet um so I wouldn't think I'd make a great manager but I do have friends like other influencers who I think would do really well (laughs) at uh being managers I I empathize with that so much. Like I'm exactly like you in that way. Like I really hate negotiating. I hate saying mm-hmm. a number. Like whenever people like even I mean that was one of the biggest issues I had when I ran the studio. And I would rather see a kid wearing a hat or a shirt from us than not wearing it. So if they were like, oh, we only have. 20 bucks i would be like uh yeah it's cool like uh, you know i I would love to see you wearing this hat and Mm -hmm. now that's why like i was saying before we recorded or hit record i'm having way more fun doing this because there's less of a yes i'm I'm selling less i'm negotiating it's like it's free to listen like we have a patreon and people that want support it and it's great they do but beyond Mm -hmm. that i'm like not really having to like wheel and deal as much Mm because i'm i'm really bad at it also i mean it's hard especially you built such a personal connection with your customers too right and so you can like empathize with them and i can only imagine how hard it is too right when people really want your stuff and maybe they can't afford it and obviously you're just such a very nice person <laughs> so you know it's not to say that they're taking advantage of you but obviously like it doesn't lend itself to maybe like a, I don't know 
like a hugely profitable business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, no, it, I I agree with that like a thousand percent. I I don't think anyone was necessarily like taking advantage of it. It's just yeah, like when it came down to it for me, I like wanted people having our stuff more than mm-hmm. I wanted to like sustain yeah. business. I mean, but I think that's also how you also manage to like build outreach too, right? To build your community. So it's kind of give and take. But um yeah, you know, it's it's unfortunate because as a business, even if you want to do cool things, you still need money. Yeah. And so it's it's shitty because like you could be doing the coolest thing, but not have money coming through. And then you're, you know, forced to unfortunately close down or take things a different direction. So, you know, unfortunately, we live in a capitalist society where we all need to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no, I, you know, I'm learning that kind of more and more as I go, as I'm sure you are. But I guess to to get back to sort of what I was saying, do you do you ever think back to how like simple things were when you just got into it and like really oh yeah kind of reminisce on like you know I'm not saying it was ever easy like I'm saying a lot of people think all this is easy and it actually takes a lot of work especially someone to like do it as like kind of strategically and successfully as as someone like you have done but you know back then it was like a blog you could post an outfit a week or one entry a week and like that i know a lot of blogs i was into back in the blog days you would, could a blog would be updated maybe once a month like that was mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. but now it's like you gotta post every day or every hour or like update 10 different apps once a day mm-hmm. like <laughs> Yeah, it's like just because it's become so commercialized, like there's so much more that goes into um, a campaign or a post now, right? Like you're thinking about uh, analytics and engagement, you're thinking about cross posting, uh, you know, like, do you have to do stories with that? Do you not? Like, it, there's just, it definitely is much more complicated. Like even you look at the contracts now that they're sending, right? Like uh, the contracts are <laughs> definitely much more um, comprehensive than they used to be. But yeah, like back when it was blogging, it wasn't like I wasn't trying. I don't know. I was just like I was impressed if like someone read it, you know, like I wasn't really trying to do anything with it. It was more it was definitely just more of a diary for me and more of a way for me to explore my sartorial uh, cravings, if you will. (laughs) So um, it was simpler in the sense that it wasn't commercialized. Like, you know, there weren't brands always trying to, you know, use you as a billboard not to say that I, i'm you know getting like so many jobs that i am a billboard but um it was simpler in that it was simply about sharing outfits that you wanted to share and that was it do you also ever like you must have got to like write a lot more when it was a blog mm-hmm. like, it was more long form content now everything mm-hmm. is like yeah, there's even character limits all over. So I feel like people who kind of got their start like years ago, now they don't get to like say as much. Now mm-hmm. like it's just a photo and then people come to their own conclusions. Like that would kind of mm-hmm. drive me crazy. What's what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, like the way that we express ourselves has definitely changed as like, you know, attention spans have decreased on social media. Um and with long form content, like you could be a lot more creative, you could be a lot more intentful, um, you could tell stories, you could 
do like, I don't know, you just like the possibilities with long form content are so much bigger than they are with short form. Um, so I do really miss like kind of the diary aspect or just being able to like do different things other than just like posting a photo or a reel. Um, and like with Instagram, you kind of have to conform to the way that, you know, they like things, whether like if you see, if you watch a reel and you just scroll a bit, you'll kind of see there's like a repetition to how people film things and edit things. Right. It's like, I don't know. I, I Like, I just don't think it really, it doesn't lend itself to actually being creative and experimental. Um, right. Whereas with long form, you can definitely do those things. But then is it just that people are, like you were saying, their attendance bands are so much lower that now, like, even if you want to put all this effort into long form content, you're not going to, like, yeah. retain people's attention. So it's going to kind of, like, flaw. Unless then... you, like, already have an established audience who's, like, quite dedicated to you. I think it's actually quite hard for people to break out in long form content just because the chance for virality is so low uh you know you're putting in so much more effort to like one video whereas maybe someone else could have made like 10 tiktoks in that time span you know so i think that yeah the the amount of effort that goes into long form content versus the payout is not quite worth it but you know to everyone who still is doing long form content on youtube or blogs like I really appreciate it as like a reader, as a listener, as a watcher, because I think that because I can understand like the amount of effort that they're putting into. Um, and you know what? Like chances are they're just doing it because they love it. Right. Like this podcast is a passion project. Right. Like I, I love listening to it because I know that you have so much love for it. Um, and so, yeah, like you do it because you love it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> do you like are you able to look like you obviously must like people kind of from your era but then are you also a fan of all the new stuff happening just because you understand why that works right now um i mean like i <sighs> like personally <laughs> I mean, when like do you mm-hmm. do you even have time to like consume other people's content <laughs> and then when you do is it all the short like young new tiktok stuff or do you oh my god to, like, i can't stand it? tiktok <laughs> i can't deal with tiktok it's just like it's like i don't know i just i just like like i'll i'll post like my reels on a tiktok because i'm like might as well i made this video <laughs> might as well repost it to something but i don't like tiktok i find that it just like i don't know for me when i like when i consume content i want it to be intentful and i really I guess I just like I don't know like I just don't really care to watch people dancing in parking lots or like stores and like I don't know like you just see like so much stupid shit on TikTok like people doing pranks and like being assholes and I'm like I don't condone this behavior I don't want to watch it like I don't like it um the only TikTok stuff that I have watched is like if I'm like watching a really stupid reality TV show and there's like gossip on it, like sometimes I'll like go down a rabbit hole. But <laughs> other than that, I don't really spend too much time on TikTok. Um, I have like a community of friends on Instagram that I'll see quite often because I like like their stuff. So and they I really appreciate like the work that they put into their posts, even if it's just a picture, right? Like they're still putting time into like 
creating an outfit creating I don't know more or less like a, a story to go with it like even if it's just like their background I don't know I think I'm just rambling at this point but <laughs> no no I'm I'm just waiting for a moment to open I I couldn't agree more like I was saying to someone the other day every time like I'm I'm trying to get better and like go on TikTok less. like I don't go on it a lot but I'm trying to even cut that down but every time <laughs> I have like some time to kill and I'm on there I once I'm done like when I snap out of the scroll I just think like that like not one of those videos did anything for my life like I didn't <laughs> yeah. learn any like it was just like young people dancing and then I like I always justify like I'm learning, you know, I'm like seeing what's working with the new generation so I can like apply any of my mm -hmm. like marketing to that. But then I mm -hmm. think like I don't even like I don't this isn't the marketing I'm doing. Like yeah. just viral video goes like it's nothing yeah. I would ever use for any of my stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm the exact same way I use it for also like reality tv or if a movie is coming out i'll search that movie and then learn a few things really quick and then mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. get off before it is too much but yeah besides that like i don't learn like i i still learn a lot for instagram teaches me stuff twitter mm -hmm, a bit mm -hmm. and then like article like writing teaches mm -hmm. me stuff i feel tiktok like isn't teaching anyone anything and yeah it, it worries me that that's the way like if if tiktok worked so well what's next right someone else has dude to, i know up and then the world is over at that point like I don't think TikTok is necessarily a force for good not that I think like social media in itself is a force for good yes there are good aspects to connecting people but I think ultimately like it, there are detrimental effects to social media but oh my god I cannot I just I don't know maybe I'm just too old but I cannot deal with TikTok like I just I, just, I don't get it um that being said I do think it's also important like you have to kind of pay attention to be aware of what's going on right like since you are in marketing too and like as with new classics like I don't know oh god it's so hard to hop on the trends like you know because it's just I just think it's so fucking stupid but it's like shit do we need to do this like is this something that we need to take advantage of like I'm just trying to figure out our place in this like advertising black hole that is you know TikTok Instagram etc <laughs> yeah it's I mean, it's so much to, to keep up with. And I feel like whenever I feel like I have a grasp on one thing, then there's a million new things. Like immediately, mm -hmm. it's, like, it's way too much to keep I up know, with. It's overwhelming. What, it's uh, <laughs> I guess another question I have for, for you as a personal brand or new classics, do you feel like, Edmonton is one of the hardest cities for something like that to work out of. Mm. Like I, I know New Classics does a really good job at not like you get look at New Classics and it's not tethered to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. And you know, mm -hmm. it's not like a local, even though you're local, it's not like an Edmonton thing. And and mm -hmm. maybe your personal brand is 
transcended that as well. But still, I know in the beginning, to get either of those things started, you must run up against even even more than the average person just where we are. And back mm-hmm. then, the internet was less of a like huge global mm-hmm. thing, right? Like, I think that for small businesses in Edmonton, like, Edmonton has a really passionate community of customers. Like, I think people at Edmonton are really proud to shop local, proud to support local. Um, And so, like, being online, though, like, we never really got to be a part of that. Um, Just, well, we had, like, a pop-up at one point, which was really nice. But um, now that we're, like, completely online, I think, yeah, it's, like, people don't necessarily associate with us with Edmonton which is fine like fair like it's not like we're you know screaming that we're an Edmontonian brand from you know the back of the audience but um like I don't like at the beginning it was I think the more of the difficulty lay in the fact that like sustainability in fashion wasn't well talked about like it wasn't a mainstream issue as it is today um, and so, like, I don't know, it was probably, like, confusing for people or they just like, didn't really think it was, like, something to consider or be aware of. So I think that was, like, one of um, the harder parts about being a small business, especially online and not having a store as well meant that we weren't able to, like, create more intimate relationships with customers. We weren't able to kind of give customers this, like, brand experience that would um, translate our values and whatnot. So... Um, I really tried to do that with the website just because I knew, you know, like the only brand experience the customer will get is if they buy something and it's sent to their house, they get get to open it. And so, yeah, um, I don't know if this really answers the question, but. (laughs) So like, are you talking about like the, like basically the like shipping and the add-ons, like the thank you notes and the packaging, Mm -hmm. like you were, putting a lot of emphasis on that because you weren't able mm-hmm. to like convey that in a like brick and mortar. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, like going on to, you know, having not being able to have this like physical brand experience because we didn't have a store. Yeah. I really wanted to make sure that um, when we sent something, it was really intentional and reflective of like who we were as a brand. Um, but sorry, I don't know if that like answered your question about Edmonton. No, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, get info either way. I'll, I'll, try to like circle back so you might have like i guess that does answer the question because you kind of bypassed all the issues of like trying to be a like local upstart because you Mm -hmm. weren't really presenting locally from the very beginning Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. with you personally was it harder to be like from Edmonton because I know mm, now mm-hmm. like you can click on any account and it, it doesn't really matter where it is but I'm just trying to think of me personally 10 years ago I don't know if I would have clicked on something without like that initial kind of bias mm-hmm, like where it's mm-hmm. from or mm-hmm. who showed me this or whatever so you must have been up against it in the beginning being from here at least like mm-hmm. personally like so a, a lot of people ask me why I don't have it moved <laughs> and you know truth be told I do really love Edmonton like it's where my friends and family are it's like I don't know I think it's a great city um I can, you know, afford things more or less, maybe not my utilities bill anymore, but um, (laughs) I can afford things. Um, But yeah, like, 
I definitely miss out on opportunities because I'm not in Toronto. Um, I think Toronto definitely is the hub for influencers in Canada. Um, and so there's like a lot of events there. There's a lot of like I get a lot of campaigns and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's for Toronto. And I'm like, I'm not in Toronto. <laughs> so I think a lot of people don't actually realize that I'm from Edmonton. Um, not to say that I like try to hide it. Like, I don't know. I I, don't, I guess I don't necessarily advertise it too much, but I don't try to hide the fact that I'm from Edmonton. Um but yeah, I definitely, uh, if I like wanted to pursue it more, I think I would have to move. That that would have actually, my next question would have been, have you ever like thought of or been pressured to move? And then where in Canada would be the mm-hmm. best spot to do it from? And, and you answered both before I asked them. <laughs> so like Toronto is, is the, the big spot, you think? Mm-hmm. It's where all the PR companies are. Um, if not, they're in Montreal, which is like a short train ride away. away. So, yeah, like it's Toronto is where everything happens. <laughs> and then, so then, like, do you, I guess, feel like you've definitely missed out on potential jobs because of being here? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, but also, like, I do get to travel. So, like, if a brand does want me in Toronto, I can go is not like too big of a deal yeah that being said like I don't really I don't know I don't really care that much like I I like being in Edmonton I like my lifestyle here I don't like I I like Toronto I don't want to live in Toronto you know like I just like that's not kind of I've never wanted to live there um so I think I have kind of the best of both worlds right now have you like when you were younger did did you ever think more seriously about having to like move in order for Mm. this to like grow or I guess like did you ever try to live anywhere else I don't like know (laughs) everything you know that's kind of one thing I regret not doing when I was younger it was like living somewhere else just because I've always been like so rooted here with my friends and my family Um, and so like yeah like if I had spent a year like living elsewhere in the world like I think that would have been cool but now that I have you know a kid and another one coming there's no way that I'm going to uproot our family um at least not for the foreseeable future uh, that being said like everything I've been doing is always has been always online so I've never had to think about moving somewhere um so yeah never really was too much of a concern for me and I have like I guess you you don't have management or anything but have people ever like kind of pressured you like said like Mm -hmm. you know you should like if you want to do Mm -hmm. this you have to go to Toronto type thing um like so I've had a couple agencies reach out to me to represent me on social media and they've actually never like they've never talked about moving to Toronto um or anything like that like I've never accepted any of them anyways but um they usually never talk about moving just because yeah like the nature of my work is so like remote that it's you know it's totally okay to do it from wherever in the world you are and yeah like if you if there is a campaign like you can always travel for it so it's never really I don't think it's really that big of a deal but I mean yeah I'm sure I missed out on things but uh, it doesn't matter (laughs) have you uh you don't need to like say exactly what but are there any like huge like have you ever like fumbled a bag on anything like has anyone offered you a, a huge amount that you just it went against like what you believe in so you passed it up 
hey, you know what? There's a price to everything. Like, <laughs> someone wants to offer me a million dollars to like support. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that being said, like, I, there have been opportunities that I've declined because I didn't think that I was being going to be paid what I was worth. Um, and I've never regretted those. Like, you know, obviously money to pay bills is always nice, but like, I think that, um, like when working with certain brands and PR companies that kind of need to set a precedent. So like accepting something for a lower amount is not necessarily something that I want to like show them I'll keep doing. Um, and so, yeah, there's definitely been opportunities that I've had to pass up or that we just like couldn't negotiate and come to a conclusion on. And yeah, they're just opportunities that I didn't get to do and that's totally okay. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the, the healthiest way to think about it, right? Like, I, uh, assuming someone else might have answered that question, like dwelling on things, even I, like, you know, I have regrets and things that I've like passed up on, but to be able to just like let it go that loosely, that's probably way better for your brain. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if it's just a coping mechanism I have, but I do tend to be able to just like, like, go of things whereas like my husband will tend to like fixate and like he has like a lot of anxiety about certain things but yeah like you know it, it doesn't happen it doesn't happen if it happens it happens cool <laughs> either way life goes on yeah that's that's awesome do you have plans to uh like how you were talking about not being able to offer like the retail experience locally do you mm-hmm. have even like dreams or aspirations to open a physical store or are you happy with how Mm -hmm. it operates now like right now I really just given how much like I so basically my main job now is just to be mom um and so like I really only have time to work if like my mother-in-law or my parents take Jacob out which is pretty rare or if he's sleeping and so like during those like three hours a day that you know where I where he's sleeping and I'm not sleeping like that's really the only time I have to work right now um or otherwise if Eric takes him out too like he takes him out so I can work all the time but I I basically I'm I don't I actually don't work that much now and so I think like a brick and mortar store would just add way too much onto my plate like you know how much work retail is and so like right now we have a nice balance where um we have an employee named Leah and she's amazing and she does all of our packages. So she'll go into the studio. And I actually haven't been into the studio for like a few weeks, maybe a week or two, which is, um, yeah, it's like, it's like nice, but also I probably should go in. Um, it's just like hard finding time sometimes, but I think we have a nice balance right now where I get to spend a lot of my time watching my son grow up and I also get to do work here and there, but I'm not like inundated with work if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just like from conversing, I can tell like, you know, just by you explaining your, your views on the physical shopping experience, you would want to like provide people with a certain level of experience that like, you know, you won't be able to mm-hmm. like, you don't have the time to work yeah. as hard as it will take to be able to present 100%. people with that. Yeah, 100%. You're, you hit the nail on the head, Wes. <laughs> that, I yeah, mean, like... also that's great because a lot of people would would try to do both or, you know, they would maybe like 
take take on that job and Mm -hmm. then not be able to come through so it's nice like refreshing that you kind of assess it and then now it's not going to work so like instead Mm -hmm. of like finding out the hard way like maybe later but not now yeah like I know my limitations and I know like my expectations and they just don't mesh on like a brick and mortar store (laughs) so yeah like I just don't think it would happen anytime soon I remember uh the completely change of years but you uh I think one of the last times I saw you in person you were telling me that was it your grandfather left you uh like a contacts t2 oh, yeah mm-hmm. are you still I still use using it that? Sorry for the interruption. I just want to quickly shout out another sponsor of the podcast, Stratus Film Labs. Anything film related, the fine people at Stratus have you covered. They can develop it all, true black and white, color C41, and medium format. With a convenient, open 24 hours a day dropbox and quick turnaround times, I can't speak highly enough of them. Anything you need to know can be found at stratusjournal.com. You can also find them under the same name on all relevant social media platforms. Let's get back to the episode. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time now. It's like my pretty, well, I have other film cameras, but it's the only one that I'll like take around with me. Um, and so I have like, ever since he gave it to me, I've, filled like many albums so I like every year I'll try to do like a photo album which is nice because like I get to look back on it and like I get to see like my son growing up through these pictures so um yeah I'm still using it it's very much a loved object and I'm very lucky that my grandpa spent a lot of money on cameras when he was younger (laughs) yeah like always cool to inherit one of those from a family member but then, you know, the, the camera it is, and then it's the the gold one, right? That's like the, yeah. the sought after. Like, no one has that one, really. And to be I know, I like, I actually didn't know it was, like, so revered. So I remember, like, a few times I would take it out, people would be like, whoa. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just a point-and-shoot film camera my ca- my grandpa gave me. So, no, I'm, I'm very lucky. And he's, uh, you know, he, like, loves to tell me about his cameras and the history of his cameras so yeah <laughs> it was a great gift i uh i guess speaking about your photos i i have noticed as you were saying before maybe you're like posting more photos just kind of your life and your travels and maybe your son is in them but not like that the focus of the photos were you worried at all about how like your your people like your followers were gonna feel about this kind of shift in like what you were posting Mm -hmm. because I I personally think it's incredible and I think it's so interesting that you were able to like amass this like fan base off one thing and then sort of like not completely change it but just start introducing a different type of like lifestyle mm-hmm. photography and then people mm-hmm. I mean I I did a bit of my research I was looking just at the interaction you get like it seems like your people love that glimpse into what you're doing as much as any of the other stuff that you're mm-hmm. posting 
I mean, that's kind of been a revelation for me too. Cause I don't like, you know, I don't really put too much, um, like I post what I want to post and I like, I don't think about it in terms of like, okay, this one's going to get like a lot of engagement, like, you know, like, or like, you know, like you just kind of like, yeah, if it does well, it does well. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of interesting. Like I have, obviously there's newer followers, but some followers who've been following me since like lookbook days. And sometimes I'll get messages of them telling me that. And I'm like, holy shit, like this has been a long time. <laughs> and I'm like, just so incredibly grateful for these people who support me in some way or another. And like, you know, I don't know. It's 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 really crazy to think about this like relationship I have with people on the internet, you know, like if they message me, um, I always try to reply back because I know like, I don't know, it's like shitty if someone reaches out to you with a question or they just want to say something nice and you can't be bothered to say something back. So it, it it's it's definitely odd. Like it doesn't really um like process in my brain a lot of the times. Yeah. But yeah, like I think just like, you know, growing up, your priorities change. And like I think that's the same thing with people who've followed me on Instagram too. Like they're also growing up and maybe like they're also realizing that life isn't just about like content, content and like I don't know, like being productive it's like also about slowing down and just like appreciating and being grateful for what you have so i don't right. know maybe it's all crock of bullshit but <laughs> no no that that's cool and that that's a nice way to think of it like as as you're kind of growing and maturing a bit these people who have been looking at what you're up to for the past 12 years are also growing and maturing so i would i wouldn't mm. even thought of that but that is I mean, maybe that's why, like, I could see the engagement almost more on this type of thing. Mm -hmm. But I also, I mean, what's your thoughts on, like, I feel also like, you know, 10, 12 years ago when you started doing this, it was more people wanted to only see, like, the one thing they were there for like people would have yeah. followed you because they want to see outfits but now mm -hmm. creators there are people who maybe know too much about them but you know mm -hmm. they want to see like what you ate like skincare mm -hmm. routines what shampoo a mom uses all this stuff like I feel that that's really interesting to me like and it's cool that people are almost more open-minded these days mm -hmm. whereas before they only wanted to see that like one thing Do, is, is that like right at all about your industry yeah I mean yeah like I think people are just you know like slowly realizing that people are complex and multifaceted beings that have multiple interests and so people like some influencers might get famous off of a certain niche so maybe they got famous off of like, you know, doing like makeup or fashion, but then eventually they started branching out. Um, and like some, yeah, still some people don't like that, but you know, I think you just need to realize that social media at the end of the day is like an overly positive reflection of people's lives, right? Like it's not going to tell the whole story, but um, it's, yeah, it's just what people want to share. And I think that with like there's kind of a weird balance with social media like I think this is why I'm so uncomfortable with TikTok is that people become a little too personal and a little too intimate with people on TikTok like with their yeah. followers like for me like I like value my privacy a lot and I think that um 
you know, maintaining boundaries on social media is really important. Like, I don't want people to know everything about me. Like, I think that's fucking weird. And that lends to like this really uh, unbalanced parasocial relationship. Um, and this is just not something I crave. But, you know, a lot of people like they like it because that's where they get the attention. And like, they're, you know, when people are messy, like other people like to watch the shit show on TikTok and whatnot. And, you know, not, not necessarily on TikTok too, but on Instagram. So I don't know. It's like a weird balance for sure. No, I I agree with that a thousand percent too. Instagram definitely seems like maybe not oversharing or TikTok. So I'm not, there is some oversharing, but there's also just like I'm very intimate. Like people feel very comfortable sharing like mm-hmm. all these details that should maybe be a little more secretive but also like yeah i wonder if, if they are actually comfortable or like more comfortable on there or if it's just I what think it's just what easy works. to post like you literally just point to the camera at you and then you can post it right like it's so easy to do you can cut it in app like you think about the celebrities who post like really unhinged videos on tiktok and instagram and then later on they're like okay i was having like a mental breakdown and it's like holy fuck like of course, this should have been resolved offline or like, you yeah. know, with a therapist or something. But it's just like, it's just like easy, right? It's just like easy to do. Like you just post a story and you, you can be like rambling about something and it's not necessarily like, I don't know, a public debate or a public matter that should be exposed. So I don't know. It's just, you know, lack of boundaries of social media as well. Because I guess it's, a, <laughs> it's a, you know, very complex issue. Yeah, yeah, the other day, actually, I I don't know why I was even watching this, but I saw on YouTube, it was like kind of a tutorial on how to like blow up on TikTok. And it was like, before you get out of bed in the morning, film seven videos and post them like there's no way it's going to be seven good videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's just going to kind of be like unhinged ramblings of somebody's yeah. like half awake if you're posting that much like the quality of your content goes down so much right it's yeah. just kind of crazy this is what tiktok has become just like random ramblings or like i don't know random thoughts it's like twitter on video or something i don't know like it's just so like that's just what's so not appealing to me like i don't really give like two fucks about someone's random morning thoughts you know like yeah i'd rather watch someone's like getting ready with me or like i don't know something that they put more like thought and intention into but that's just me i guess (laughs) so like if if you did have time to just like you know you had five minutes to kill on your phone in between like meetings or whatever Mm -hmm. are there any like new creators that you're into like what are you Think about like Addison Ray. She's cool. Is that okay? I don't know who that is. You see, like I feel like I'm just really out of things. Like I, <laughs> I might. Like as if there's no specific people. Like what, what type of thing would you watch? Mm-hmm. Like Wait. yeah. Like I like I really like following magazines. Um, just because like yeah, they're like it's like they're paying people to actually create like beautiful content whether it's like photographers makeup artists hairstylists etc and so like I like following magazines because they introduced me to a lot of really cool creatives so I just like will kind of like follow a bunch of different people from whatever the magazine posts but like 
I don't really keep up like I think my algorithm or bubble on social media is just like I don't know it's just very it's very weird it's either like k-pop stuff like on my explore makeup or like editorial magazine and stuff so really that's all I'm seeing so I guess it really depends on my mood like sometimes I I will like to watch people put on makeup for like you know minutes on end um sometimes I just want to see like you know cool editorials like what are people what are photographers doing nowadays what kind of editing are they gravitating towards so yeah I guess it really just depends on my mood <laughs> and you like I mean it sounds like you're pretty like laissez-faire but all this which is incredible but you must have to like someone pay attention to analytics and stuff just to know like mm-hmm. where to go with all this mm-hmm Right, so where, I mean, like... I, yeah, I only have to when, like, I'm doing a campaign and a brand is like, oh, like, send me analytics. Like, that's really the only time I look at it. Like, I'm not, like, tracking it closely to be like, okay, I need to, like, I don't know, do this to perform better. I don't, like, I don't know. I, I, I really don't spend that much time on Instagram. Like, I do spend time on Instagram, but I actually spend a lot of time on Reddit. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not really, I, I don't really pay attention to my analytics that much unless a brand has asked me to send them analytics of, like, you know, where my followers are from, where what my de- demographics are like, etc. I mean, that's probably good, too, right? Because those numbers will, like, get in a person's head and kind of, like, yeah, totally. start they can't informing. Fuck yeah, yeah, like... You know, it, it could be good for one thing, but it could be bad for, like, a hundred things. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty unhealthy that way, too. That I I look at mine, again, like, not anywhere near yours, but I'll look just because I can look. Like, I don't really do anything with the info. I just, like, I think it's cool that, you know, it's, like, two clicks away and it'll tell you all this stuff. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't really know what to do with any of that info like i just say like yeah, oh, yeah pe- i guess there are some people in like santiago chile listening and yeah then that, that information is cool right yeah, like, i just like, like oh, having like- it though like <laughs> I, I i wish i knew what to do with it but i like look and then <laughs> you need to nothing. make more content that is interesting to people who live in santiago <laughs> I don't know like I think it's just like for me it's just like interesting information like I've never been one to like look at analytics and really analyze them <laughs> like Eric definitely does that more for the story he'll be like oh okay like this month blah 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 happened like we need to do more of this and for me I'm just like I don't know they're just numbers so maybe it's like also personality based you know <laughs> it's good like I mean it sounds like you guys are great like team i mean outside the relationship but just a good like team for you you know like eg bring Mm -hmm. a certain thing to the table and then that's how it's like a great product exported at the end of it like you have Mm -hmm. your strengths and then he clearly is his which is also something definitely yeah sorry keep going i i just feel not a lot of people like work that way as well like Mm -hmm. as well as a like promotional team or whatever you guys are Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. together like a lot of people do have help but it's not as like cohesive help as it sounds like you get from Eric. i mean it's definitely like 
like we definitely we worked well together um and it's it's been a lot of work though to kind of build what we've built in the sense that like you know like we've learned a lot going to therapy together we've learned a lot about like our boundaries our limitations I don't know best way to communicate you know like our emotional needs our bids for attention so you know it's like a lot of as you know like yeah relationships are a lot of work and so I think that we've been lucky throughout our relationship to always kind of want to work on ourselves and so that's really helped obviously and you know and like Eric's just always been too good to me he's always wanted to help me with whatever I'm doing and so I remember like the first time he took pictures for me for my fashion blog like, it was so awkward because I since then I had been like before then I had just been using a tripod and then he like offered to do it for me and then I was like this is so weird like <laughs> and eventually it just became so natural and he's like he just uh yeah he's just my biggest supporter and I'm so lucky and I'll always be his as well have you guys ever thought of like trying to like get him to blow up off of some like <laughs> oh my god thing Eric is so like he wouldn't be no he <laughs> like I remember one time at one point like many years ago I was like oh yeah maybe Eric you should like actually like focus on like posting like nice Instagram pictures because I don't know like just in case maybe in the future and then yeah he was he's not cut out for that he's definitely more of like a numbers kind of person so he yeah <laughs> I think that'll stay that way it's funny though like I just think about like he must have like a good understanding of why things work the way they do online. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, if it was me, like if I had access to all these analytics and know how to like ski- like work with them, you would think maybe he would be like, yeah, it could actually just post this. It's photo. it's, like, it's kind it- of funny because he's like he's not actually that interested. He doesn't care like about fashion that much like he does in the sense that he like wants to like help me take pictures and like well you know will help me with stuff with the store and whatnot but like his passion definitely more so lies in like like he likes trading so that's where his like ADHD brain really takes his focus <laughs> um whereas everything else I think is like more like work for him um but he can like spend a lot of time just like looking at stupid stock numbers and being like I don't know stimulated by that to me it's like the most boring thing in the world (laughs) yeah no no like i mean different quite different things but i totally get like the numbers in stocks and the numbers of analytics like do have parallels in some sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's just yeah he's just not like very motivated to like he will look at analytics for me sometimes but then he's like not really motivated to so (laughs) That I mean, that also, that's probably the healthiest way to do it. Like, I'm saying if I could see how these things work, I would kind mm-hmm. of be intrigued to, like, mm-hmm. play around a bit. But it would probably mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. way healthier just not to. You know, like, let it exist and help <laughs> when enough. you can, but not mm-hmm. let it consume you. So, yeah, he's he's a stronger-willed person than I would be in that situation. <laughs> I don't know maybe it's just less motivated <laughs> so what what's next for you obviously besides having another child like are you just trying to like mainly be a mom see what else mm-hmm. happens along the way 
yeah like you know like influencer stuff is just it's like a freelance job right so you never know what's gonna come your way so I think that's just always like my attitude has always been like okay like if something happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't um and my main priority will always be Jacob like I want to I do want to spend as much time with him just because I know that as soon as number two comes he won't have all this attention anymore so um yeah we're just enjoying him he's like at such a fun age right now so um yeah, we're having lots of fun with him every day, which we're so lucky. Like, honestly, like, I know that we're so privileged to be able to both spend time with him. So um, we're definitely, you know, so grateful and not taking it for granted. You think he uh, is going to, like, remotely understand, like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I don't think he understands now. But, like, who knows who's to say in, like, six months if he has a better understanding. Like, I have no idea. With kids, like, they're constantly changing. changing. Like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think about he'll be a completely different kid by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, I mean, adults can go six months and not a lot changes. But, a, like, growing child, like, it's yeah. like an eternity six months. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You see, you'll, you'll find out the maybe not the hard way. You'll personally find out either way. Yeah, I know it's gonna happen. So you know, like, gotta just survive the first few months and just take every day as it is. You know, can't control anything. I learned that in my first pregnancy. You know, I just gotta go with the flow. I can't control everything. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's that's also a good way to think of things. Um. You know what? Speaking of that, I'm sure you uh, you have plenty of things to do with your day. So unless you have anything else you want to like touch on, I think uh, I asked a lot of random stuff and got great answers. <laughs> so I think that's a good episode. Great. Thank you so much, Wes, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been really nice to talk to you and I hope we can uh, see each other in IRL soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be amazing. Uh before before I fully cut you off, do you wanna promote anything? Like where where can people if they aren't following already, where can they see you in new classrooms, mm-hmm. whatever, please? So I'm on Instagram at I'm Alyssa Lau and I'm also on other social media at that tag. New Classics is online at www.newclassics.ca or Instagram at shopnewclassics. Apart from that, yeah, that's it. I'm. I realized when I first mentioned it, I called it Shop New Classics just because I was thinking of the handle. Oh yeah, I that's totally the, okay. I thought that for some reason was like the official title. Oh, like, you know what? Actually, a lot of people think so. And uh, that's totally fine. <laughs> I think actually it's funny outside of even this talk, I was talking to my partner and we were both calling it shop new classic. So I think. Yeah, I was, that's uh, like a, I think it's a quite a common. I get it though. Right. Cause like the Instagram account is called that. So I totally get it. So. <laughs> well, still all works. Uh, yeah. Still, I'm going to tell Sarah we've been saying it wrong, but I'll, I'll <laughs> no, link no, no, everything. I'll make sure all the links go to all the stuff. If I need any advice, I'll I'll reach out again. And when you uh, have a minute in between all the stuff you're doing, can you send me a photo or a couple of photos just so I can use something for the post? 
Um, Perfect. Yeah, of course I can do that, Wes. Yeah, no, no rush. But whenever is easy for you, that'd be awesome. No, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Wes. It was so much fun to talk to you. Yeah, thank you very much. the The pleasure is all mine. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll do you as well. Talk to you later, Wes. See you. See ya. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.